0: We're in a series on the practice of Sabbath. We started last week and um, going to be exploring Sabbath the next few weeks. Um, it's weird. Our government heard about it, and so they are practicing Sabbath right now. <laughs> um, Sorry. I, I couldn't help myself. Um <laughs> Um, last week, I told a few stories about Sabbath of friends, uh, Jewish friends who um, go to a summer camp with us every year and who live in Julian and who farm land, grow grapes. And um, it's just, it was so interesting to talk to them because really, when they describe their work so often, um, they frame it in terms of preparation for the Sabbath day and, and toasting. The, the welcoming of the Sabbath. Um, um, Susanna Heschel, I talked about, who, who described her Sabbath days with such affection um, and warmth uh, of, again, toasting the welcoming of the Sabbath on Friday night at sundown, um, spending time with family in the evening, sleeping well, worshiping together. Um, at synagogue, taking a nap. That was a real big emphasis. Um, Walking to the park with friends, prayer, um, closing the Sabbath. I wonder what your Sabbath's days... Let me me make a distinction. Um, When we talk about Sabbath, we can talk about a 24-hour period of time. And to be honest, I think it would be helpful for all of us we kind of emphasize that practice, not in a, in a legalistic way or a kind of idealistic way, but because that's how our Jewish brothers and sisters think about the Sabbath. And it's something that many people have kind of moved from. Um, with that said, today we're going to explore what it means to um, have Sabbath practices throughout our week, kind of like the, the song we just read led to, that we, might, that we might experience God's peace throughout our, our lives. But we do have that distinction going on a little bit. Does that make sense? So for this question, what I want to I wonder about is growing up, no should to this, all description, all right, no ideals, um, what did your Sabbaths look like? My guess is that for many of us that would be Sunday, um, but maybe not for all. Um, if For some of us, my guests, like, there was no sense of gathered worship or a holy day, so just think about what your Sundays looked like. Um, what did you do? What did your families do? What did your households do on the day of Sabbath? Um, what did those look like? Um, Sam, start us. Yeah, I'm going to break us into groups, but let's go Sam first. Yeah. it's so funny for me it's tuna sandwiches that's what, that's what I think of I don't know that we did it all the time but that's what I think of maybe a simple regular meal um, uh, break into groups tell each other what your Sunday rhythms looked like what were the things that you remember being in place on, on the Sabbath day When you think back on these memories, whether no matter how sacred or uh, or not they might be, what do you appreciate about them? As you listen to other people's memories, what do you appreciate about memories of Sabbath practice? This is a big group conversation. What's that? Food. Food, oh yeah. Good. Others Consistencies. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. Others? John. Before there was color told it. I'm going to I grew up in a Lutheran uh, family, and uh, we had a pretty decent dinner every afternoon after church. Of uh, but we'd go back with this thing called Luther League. Luther what? Luther League. League, OK. All the kids you're in. you know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know how pastors can be sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, we We're, we're we're moving towards Sabbath practices. Maybe that maybe maybe that could be one we all adopt. Bareback horse riding through the mountains. That's <laughs> amazing. So I'm hearing that like the gathering, like the just the 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 consistent gathering together. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, Ken. Okay. for me it was mom dad i want to go to so and so's house no we're going to have family time <laughs> and then we'd be home taking naps and i'd be like what what's good yeah yeah <laughs> now i get it now i get it mom and dad but but back then yeah <laughs> and i'm thankful for that even though i didn't always get it i really am anybody else yeah jake It. yeah or, can I get a witness yeah <laughs> right right yeah yeah um Heschel describes these very mundane practices these ways of of sabbath days he writes, sabbaths are our great cathedrals and our holy of holies is a shrine that neither the Romans nor the Germans were able to burn. Um, high meaning ascribed to the practice of time um, that holds worship and ceasing and rest and gathering um, So we've been, we talked about cease the first week, and today we're going to talk about rest a little bit um, and explore that together. Um, the word Sabbath means to cease or to rest. And in Genesis, the first time that the, the word holy is used, I mean, the word that is like most attributed to the mystery of the word holy, um, it's used to describe Sabbath-keeping. The seventh day, God had finished the work God had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Um, We talked about last week in Exodus 20, we read about the Ten Commandments, and there's these commandments about God to start, There's commandments about life and how we treat our neighbor in the end. And they're held together by this commandment to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Um, And even in some of those examples we've talked about, you can see how those practices might do that. Um, And here again, Heschel says that the meaning of Sabbath is to celebrate time rather than space. Six days a week we live under the tyranny of things of space. On the Sabbath, we try to become attuned to holiness in time. To turn from the results of creation to the mystery of creation. And as Christians, we explored um, the story of Jesus last week. How he is the Lord of the Sabbath. That um, according to Christ, the Sabbath, humankind was not made for the Sabbath but that Sabbath was made for humankind. Um, There's great freedom in this practice. Um, And and looked at his demonstration of being the Lord of the Sabbath by ceasing um, on Holy Saturday. Um, Ceasing in complete dependence upon God um, for for his life. I want to show you a picture. And... Again, we're talking about rest. I want you to. I want you to. It's a picture from creation, um, that I want you to just kind of observe and share with each. We'll observe it a little bit, and then we'll share with each other what we see going on in this picture of creation. That's our dog, Casey. She has three legs. You can only see two of them, but she does have a leg on the left side. It's just not in the picture. But she does only have three. Laundry, yeah. (laughs) What do you notice? We'll stick together. What do you notice? Josh is cooking. Josh is cooking. Somebody's doing some, some work. Yeah. Luke's, Luke's there. I don't know if Luke's taking the picture or if he's kind of in the picture. But yeah. That's one of those options, I think only a dog can that's just pure bliss. Oh, right? Yeah. Praise Pa. <laughs> uh. <laughs> totally vulnerable. Totally vulnerable. <laughs> Completely <laughs> trusting. Oh. Totally. In Hebrews, keep going, What? A tolerant, gracious home. That's right. (laughs) That lets the dog on the the couch in the laundry. Yeah, my brother in law would not be okay with this. (laughs) Uh, I think peace in the midst of all the activity around the place is easier to control. Yeah. All of the people types do (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. In Hebrews, um, the author is writing about Sabbath, but but more importantly, or or, um, kind of coming out of that, is writing about God's rest that is available to God's people. Um, And I invite us to think about rest when we think about Sabbath um, along these lines. For indeed the good news came to us just as to them, for we who have believed enter that rest. So then a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who was unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Practices invite us into God's rest. Um, They invite us into God's mercy and into God's grace. Um, It is this these practices that that are um, trust embodied, um, that are kind of openness to who God is. and when we, when we cease striving to be God, we learn a whole new kind of contentment. Um, and we can delight in God's presence in our present circumstances. Um, we practice Sabbath because we want to experience God's rest um, on all of our days. Um, not just one day. Um, in the Hebrew scriptures, the word for rest is um, it's a thing. It's not just like not a thing. Does that make sense? The word rest is like a positive, it, it, it exists. It's not just not doing work or not creating. Does that make sense? Um, so what we're after here is, um, is something um, that's in the world. Um, again, Heschel, who's so helpful throughout all this, says that the biblical mind, to the biblical mind, manuha is the same as happiness and stillness, as peace and harmony. It's the state in which there is no strife, and no fighting, no fear, no distrust the essence of good life is manuha. In later times, manuha became a synonym for the life in the world to come, for eternal life. And so the word means a lot more than withdrawal from labor and exertion, uh, more than freedom from toil and strain, but it, it connotes something real and intrinsically available to us. Um, one, one rabbi even comment, comments on the Genesis um, creation story by saying, what was created on the seventh day? Manuha was created on, on the seventh day. Um, uh, it, was, it was great that... Ch- the song, this happens more often than we realize, but that Chad picked the song um, from Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Green pastures leads me besides still waters. The, the image of water, that word still, quiet, is from, the, from Manuha, Manuha. Um, So think about a pool of water, of still water. Um, It's a thing. What do you do? What do we do um, in the presence of still water? Jump in. in. (laughs) We just get enveloped in it, right? What else do we do? We look at it in awe. We fish it, receive, Uh. Uh. drink it. If you have a filter, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um. I imagine like um, hiking, going on a hike to a a pool of still water. And let's say it's a real long hike, um, and you're working hard to get there, um, perhaps with fellow travelers, but you're hiking up the trail, maybe it's a little bit off trail even, and you've got to kind of find your way to where it is, and when you, when you come upon it, there's a feeling, right? You're tired, you're, you're empty, um, and then you either rest by it or you wade in it or you drink it. And then the hike back feels a lot different, right? Some of it's because it might be downhill, but, um, but you, you feel refreshed, you feel energized. Um, hang with me here, I think this is super important how do we envision life, our life, generally? Do we envision our life as the hike up towards rest? Rest being just relief and from exhaustion. Completely empty. Or do we envision our life more often as coming out of the cool water. Does that make sense? Um, in Genesis, the Hebrew day is interesting. I don't, think I don't think about my day like this. I'm going to now, ever since today. But um, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. What comes... day begins with evening. This is a big deal for me. I don't know... Um, Eugene Peterson writes this. The Hebrew evening-morning sequence conditions us to the rhythms of grace. We go to sleep, and God begins... God's work. As we sleep, God develops his covenant. We wake and are called out to participate in God's creative action. We respond in faith, in work. But always, grace is previous and primary. We wake into a world we didn't make, into a salvation we didn't earn. Evening, God begins without our help this creative day. Morning, God calls us to enjoy and share and develop the work that God initiated. God calls us to receive the day. Um, I don't know. We're gonna try it out, maybe. Like, so often it's, oh, let's get in bed. This feels, this feels great. I deserve this rest from my long, hard day. Which I'm not poo-pooing that. that that's, but I wonder what it what it would, how it would change us to think about each of our days as Sabbath. Um, like, oh, the day is gonna begin. I'm completely dependent upon God. I'm going to bed. And will work within God's creation um, after I sleep. Um, The Sabbath is a day for the sake of life. Um, Again, Heschel, or actually this is Marva Dawn, she writes, Sabbath will not give us rest if we use it so that we can be workaholics the rest of the week. The Sabbath is a day of rest. It's a day of abstaining from toil. It's not for the purpose of recovering one's lost strength and becoming fit for the forthcoming labor. The Sabbath is a day for the sake of life. The Sabbath is not for the sake of the weekdays. The weekdays are for the sake of the Sabbath. It's not an interlude but the climax of living. Um, which involves very routine things, like we would all talked about and how we practiced them. Except for the horseback rides through the mountains. <laughs> that sounds like paradise, which is uh, <laughs> Heschel's right there. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a recalibration, if you will. For Jewish people in the Old Testament, their lives were physical labor, right? And so on the Sabbath day, they ceased from that. Um, Some of us, physical labor is not a part of our work. Um, And so perhaps our Sabbath practice is... um, Gentle, physical enjoyment. Um, again, there's great freedom Paul invites us into um, with Sabbath practices. And the author of Hebrews invites us into experiencing this thing, this manuhah, in our everyday lives. Um, he calls it God's rest. Perhaps... Media intake is a big part of our, our regular weeks. Um, and so Sabbath practice um, may be to cease and to rest um, from that. And there's great benefits. There's great benefits to Sabbath. There's restored strength. We come back to life with fresh perspective. Um, maybe some creative ideas, insights. Renewed spirits, for sure. Um, I think Sabbath worship aids us in seeing our work as worship. To live out, we, we worship in our work the God who has created us and sustained us while we Sabbath or while we sleep every single night. Um, so what I want to do now, for, we have just a couple minutes before the, the kids are going to come back. Um, what are some Sabbath practices you might try this season? Maybe it is around Sabbath day. Resting, gathered worship, a nap, toasting the day, prayer, time with friends. Um, Maybe it's a a Sabbath practice to open yourself to God's rest throughout your week. Um, to invite yourself into God's grace and mercy. Because no matter where we are, what we're involved in, God's rest and, and peace is a thing. It's there, even if we don't feel it. Even if we don't experience it. And so these practices can, can invite us into recognizing that. Um, when we're granted naps by peaceful children. That's a thing, right? And when, when we're not God's peace, even if we don't feel it, it's there. What are practices that might invite us into recognizing that? Um, maybe turn to one person and just, what might have come to your mind um, as something you might there's no, no covenant making right now unless you're ready for that. But more just thinking out loud. What are, what are some Sabbath practices you might explore um, this, this, this season? Go for it. We're going to come and uh, celebrate the Eucharist together. Welcome back, kids. As uh, Jennifer reminded us, in our practice of silence, the Lord is here with us. Um, God's rest is among us. Um, And so I'm just going to light this candle to remind us of that. Um, And we're going to come to this table like Jesus' friends did on the night that He was betrayed. Many of us are coming um, with a heavy hike behind us. Um, And so we come for God's rest, refreshment, grace. um, And we're invited to take and to eat this bread and this cup um, for our nourishment and our sustenance. When Jesus was, on the night He was betrayed, He was with His friends, and He gave thanks. And He broke the bread and said, this is My body that is broken for you. And likewise, after supper, He took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant that is shed for you. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Ceasing, resting, trusting in God uh, until he returns. And these are the gifts of God for the people of God.